Good afternoon. Well, today I want to talk to you about NFTs. What are they and why should you be bothered about them anyway? Well, in March 21, this this just last gone, Art News reported that a sale of a piece of NFT or digital art, that's just a, a digital format, not, not a painting, not a piece of sculpture, but a digital art by Beeple sold for $69 million, 50 million pounds at, at, at Christie's auction. Now the artist whose, whose real name is Mike Winkleman uh, became, you know, jumped to the top three of, you know, most expensive living artists in history. I mean, I mean that, that's incredible. And, and what, what they, they are buying is a digital token uh, that, that they're not actually buying anything, anything tangible. So what, what is this all about? Well, an NFT is, stands for non-fungible token. It's a type of digital asset, um, like, like a representative. It could be a piece of art, as I've just demonstrated. That could be music, uh, and you can own these and you can trade them. Now, they don't all go for millions of dollars. Uh, typically, you can buy them for between 40 and $200, and people you know, are buying these things. And uh, So it, it's, it, there's a market for it out there right now. You can go out and buy them. Uh, now, just to explain a fungible asset, in economic terms, contains units that can be readily interchanged, like money. You know, you can take a $20 or £20 note and split it into two tens and it's still the same value. But a non-fungible asset is a unique one of a kind, like, like a work of art, like the Mona Lisa. Now, the, these things are bought and sold online, often using cryptocurrencies, and they're encoded with the same underlying blockchain technology that are used with with cryptocurrencies now people are often going about this blockchain technology um, and and this is this is this is the future um, so why would anyone want to own these digital assets I mean it's effectively a photograph of a piece of art when they could go and take a photograph of themselves down at a gallery well th these are unique uh, things um, and that they're not just like going into a you know the National Gallery and taking a photo of, of, a, of a, a painting. Uh, firstly, you know, th this is a creative, a new form of creative enterprise. It's part of the new economy. And, and the idea of it goes far beyond just owning a photo of a painting. And let's face it, millions of people already buy prints, don't they? They buy a print of a, a famous photo or a famous painting rather that they could never afford, but they'll buy a print of it and hang it on their wall. And, you know, I, I bought prints, uh, why not? And then you have limited runs of them, you know, maybe the 100 and I bought, you know, like the second one out of 100 or the, or the third one out of 500. And that's that's the limited run. So they're not mass produced. And, you know, these things do sell. Um, so, you know, you know, these, these things are, are, you know, this is just digitalizing things. It's just digitalizing it in, firm, in terms of you will get really what, what is a piece of code in, in this token. Now, the entrepreneur and influencer Gary Vaynerchuk uh, said that um, NFTs and and blockchain the, tech, the 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 blockchain uh, technology around the NFTs are, are something that will influence everything we do on the internet and in life. He compares he compares this blockchain technology to the early stages of the internet. Uh, you know, perhaps in the late '90s when people just thought it was a search engine or an online encyclopedia. People say, well, what's the internet? It's just, yeah, I can search for things. I think even before Google, you had these these web crawler and things like that, these search engines, Ask Jeeves, that you'd put the 
the question in it, it would roll around and you see this thing moving around for like five minutes and it would come back with the answer and then Google came and bang it was there you know because they 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 just took over the market didn't they they just uh, captured every web page on the on the web and still do so that they, they got the answer instantly you know and that's all people thought it was they didn't realize how much it was going to change things and you know I remember even 15 I think about 15 20 years ago, I heard Lord Alan Sugar who, who made his fortune ironically making computers Amstrad uh, was he he in in the UK he brought Amstrad to the market and it was much cheaper than other computers and he he virtually uh, wiped out the typewriter with these Amstrad computers yet he was skeptical about it he said oh I remember him saying well you go on you go on and try and order stuff on the internet you spend about 20 minutes messing about putting your name in but then it, it crashes out oh it's a waste of time you could go down the shop and buy it easier you know this is Alan Sugar saying this right um, I don't think he does that anymore, but it just shows you the skepticism and the, the lack of foresight in, in terms of what the Internet was going to do uh, to the world. And that's how Gary predicts that things will change with, with blockchain chain technology. And he, he said that, you know, in the future, people will probably be carrying around a digital wallet. And I don't know whether that's a physical digital. I mean, there are physical wallets and digital wallets, but um, it, people will carry on this digital wallet with. Uh, digital assets and it could be uh, NFTs it could be your ID it could be personal records it could be your your birth certificate your marriage certificate all of these things could be digitized uh, so that they're not producing bits of paper and, and that's a, and at the moment it's difficult to do that because things are not secure but with with the blockchain technology and 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 the fact that it is not only transparent but secure the, these things will will definitely come in into being in, in the future so that that's that's why I'm, I'm mentioning NFTs because they're they're part of a bigger movement and 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 even NFTs could be sold as you know a brand maybe selling off an NFT saying we'll give you a Starbucks uh, NFT with our logo on it and if you buy the gold one you could get free Starbucks for life and you might pay say a thousand dollars for this this Starbucks logo NFT but then you you've got free coffee for life well let's then. Maybe a year later, you've you sort of had enough of Starbucks. You, you want to go to somewhere else. You want Costa. So what, what happens then? Well, then you could sell that asset. You could say, well, I'm going to sell that that asset and maybe you'd get more for it. Maybe you get less for it. I don't know. But th this is a form of digital asset that's going to be used in, in many, many different ways. So just watch out for NFTs. And, you know, it, it does make you wonder, um, you know, how many people are going to be left behind with, with the pace of change, right? Um, governments are already concerned in the UK about, you know, the number of older people and, and, and families and poorer families that are you know, unable to access essential services almost now uh, because they're not online and, and don't have a smart smartphone. Um, so th this is, you know, people are getting left behind here, definitely. And, you know, we, we've seen the growing demise of traditional high street travel agents, even big chains closing down. You know, massively. On, Thomas Cook went broke, didn't it? And they had travel agents everywhere in the high street. We could go in and sit down with a with a brochure. You picked a brochure off off the wall, and you said, "Oh, I like this this nice hotel in Turkey or Spain." And you'd book the holiday. You could pay them with cash. Um, well, well, these are sort of disappearing fast. I, you know, I I used to use my my local guy. He had an independent travel agent. He was across the road from my office. I could go in and say, "Find me a flight to wherever." And, you know, he'd book it and I could give him a check. He wouldn't want the upfront payment even. He would trust me to book the flights or the holiday. And 
you know, it was great. I could buy my currency from him, you know, but but, but I, I doubt if these sort of types of travel agents are going to be around much longer. So, you know, people need to, to get online and get, get, get with it here. You know, banks are obviously trying to phase out cash, governments as well. And Sweden is one of the first countries to move to an almost, they're almost at, at totally cashless now. And, and they're bringing in other things, which will mean that you don't even need to carry. I mean, people are, are injecting themselves with with chips in their hand so they can go and say, hey, you know, I'm paying with my hand or I open that door because this is my my uh, ID. So and, and we're already seeing central bank digital currencies, uh, you know, starting to be injured. China is probably going to be the first country that does this. Um, but, we, you know, there are plans in America and Europe to, to do the same thing. Uh, so there's going to be a major shift. And, you know, the, the, the events of the last couple of years have, have accelerated this by, I'd say, by about five years. So, you know, if you've got a lot of cash under the bed or in the mattress, you better start thinking about what, what you're going to do with it. And the increasing speed of these new developments mean that we need, we need to continue to study, keep ourselves up to date. It doesn't mean necessarily going back to university, but, you know, if you do want to change uh, careers, as, and, and I think... Many of us will may have to change careers several times in our lifetime. And a, a person starting now, is, I heard an estimate of having maybe 40 different careers in their lifetime. It's almost a one a year. Uh, so if, if you you know do need to change career, you perhaps should look at going back to, to college, university, or just taking a vocational course. I mean, in the UK, there are lots of lots of free courses or very, very cheap courses that you can take to learn new, new skills, new trades, um, and, and change your profession if you need to. And I think many people will will have to uh, in, in the future as things get phased out. We're going to see more uh, artificial intelligence technology. We're going to see more driverless cars, driverless trucks, driverless delivery vans on the road or or stuff being delivered by drones. So people need to, to think about what they're going to do in the future. And I think particularly young people need to think about this. And, you know, one thing I think it is is something for the future is creative. Can you create things? Can you do things? What can you do? What can you create? Uh, because that that will be around. I think companies will always need a creative department, someone that can can do something, create something from nothing. So that that's something you might want want to think about. Um, you know, so I, I think you know, in terms of keeping yourself up to date, you could just go for thirty to sixty minutes a day reading online instead of just reading, you know, the Sun or or, or watching TV or listening to the radio. Have a have a look every day. Uh, listen to podcasts that you you like to, to to listen to. Follow things on on YouTube videos, but but not just silly videos, but stuff that you can really learn from. There's there's a wealth of free information out there uh, for for you to pick up on. And I read a statistic that you know many years ago, only ten percent of people uh, do any study after leaving school. Many n never read a book. In fact, you know, but is it a coincidence then that those same ten percent of people end up in the, the top tier, the top 10, 15 percent of the earners in, in the countries and, and, and in the top income brackets. I don't think it is a coincidence. You know, Brian Tracy once said that uh, reading for 30, 60, 30 or 60 minutes a day on your chosen profession or any subject would make you an expert within three to six months. And that's very true. I've, I've done it myself. Um, and, and he said, if you if you did this for for two or three years, you could actually get a degree in a subject just by reading for a like an hour a day and that doesn't take a lot of effort does it and you could do the same thing by listening to audios in your car listening to podcasts while you jog or travel to work on, on a bus or a train you know you don't need to waste your time 
so you can use your time effectively. And, you know, Brian Tracy, I met Brian Tracy in America on a, on a seminar. Great guy, still around. Good old Brian comes up with some brilliant stuff. Writes a, I think he writes about two books a year and speaks in hundreds of places every year. He's been to every country in the world almost. So I do have a lot of respect for people like Brian. So look, if you've enjoyed this, if you found it useful, please like and share it. I always appreciate the likes. I, I appreciate it takes time to, to maybe put a comment in, but you know, I love to see the comments. So please do that. And that, that helps with the algorithms to get this, this free content out to more people. Uh, so, so do feel free to, to share it. Follow me in, on social media. Uh, subscribe to channels. You might see this on Facebook or YouTube, but please do subscribe and share it. And, uh, you know, so, so we can get more of this out to everybody. Now, I, I'm offering, uh, if, you, if you want to continue your studies, particularly in the, in the field of money and building wealth, I'm offering a free wealth accelerator discovery call to, to three people this week. If, if you're interested in that, click on the link below and um, I'll, I'll book you in a call. So, so thanks for listening. Have a, have a great day wherever you are. And uh, I will speak to you again soon. Bye for now.